Welcome to Unraveling Midlife. I'm your host, Sarah Spence. Thanks for joining me, and if you're new to the show, welcome. Today's show is a full moon special, and today it's even an eclipse, which gives the opportunity to change tack in life depending on where the eclipse falls in your astrological chart. Unraveling Midlife is loosely based on astrological midlife, relating to Western astrology transits that run from the mid-30s to the mid-40s for everyone. Each of the four main midlife transits have an overall theme, though details vary by generation and by individual. And I recommend episode 9 of this show with Harsha Rigney for the Western Astrology Overview. Today's Eclipse special is a discussion between three former guests and one future guest from the interview episodes of Unraveling Midlife. We all happen to be together at a very late in the season gathering, New Zealand Spirit Festival. Due to gathering restrictions over the summer, we ended up with an autumn festival where we were incredibly lucky to have abnormally warm weather while we camped though I did take a kettle and a hot water bottle. All of us on today's discussion contributed at the festival. Uh, I sang alongside Muriel, Chris and I, and led a kirtan after our Saturday night fire ceremony, led by Swami Karma Karuna. Uh, And I also facilitated a delving into dreams workshop. So it was delving into dreams, both waking and sleeping. Following on from this, I'll be leading an online three-part course on the same topic, but going deeper and using other tools, we'll be using the Dalian method, which is the best tool I have found to gain inner clarity, as well as the dream method, uh, Swami Radha's dream method, which we did discuss in episode six and which we covered uh, in the workshop itself. The course is three Monday nights and we're starting on the 13th of June 2022 this year uh, and it's after Mercury comes out of retrograde and you can use the discount code to get 25% off and that is NZ Spirit. So 25% off discount code NZ Spirit and you can find the course details on my website and socials. Featured on today's discussion panel, we have classical tantra teacher Kara Leah. We have My Joy Body Cleanse and Yoga Specialist Annalise Kugler, who also did a really very relaxing hairbrushing workshop at the festival. I know it sounds a bit unusual, but we will definitely cover that when I interview her later this year. We have Christine Spicer of Human Design New Zealand and Swami Karma Karuna of Anahata Yoga Retreat. And me. Clearly featuring local seagulls and background campers. Plus, throughout and at the end, keep an ear out for Joida and Katana singing in the background. Uh, There are videos online of their set and it was a really really good set I heard about it and then I watched it later Um, but you can also hear it a little bit on our discussion today so because of the outside setting and the one microphone we all gathered around the audio is a bit varied uh, in loudness and softness so please bear with it and enjoy the live nature of the show today
the birds have spoken. <laughs> we can fly. <laughs> we can fly. So here we are at NZ Spirit and thought we'd have a conversation about, I don't know, I'm going to ask you to talk about that, Carolina, okay. you just put it so, so eloquently. We wanted to have a conversation about the transition that begins to happen once women hit 35 where there might be more lines coming in, the body might be beginning to change, there's a lot of conditioning around what it means to age as a woman, and hello birds! And some women can start to feel like they're losing their attractiveness, or they're losing their sensuality, or they're becoming invisible. And I'm 46, and my experience has almost been the opposite in some ways. It's like I'm sorting my shit out, I'm way more awesome than I ever used to be because I've dissolved so much conditioning so there's a sense of yeah the wrinkles are coming in you know like my body is changing these things are happening but that's not the definition of who or what I am what I am is the power and the energy that radiates from the inside and so I thought if we did a panel discussion we could transmit that to other women who may not yet have got the message mm. yeah but this way we actually get to transmit it a bit further afield mm-hmm. and we don't get to rely on people on festival timing who suddenly realise that well they have no idea what time it is and they've missed the workshop they wanted to go to mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I find that interesting because um, I'm the youngest of the group sitting here and I'm still in that astrological midlife and I hear that too about becoming more of who I am and also having had the experience of talking to all these wonderful women so far um, in the last year and a bit I just observe that everyone kind of had some sort of shift in their early 40s and or something that happened whether it was like a big traumatic thing usually there was some kind of aspect of that and then finding direction that settled and to the extent that some people then maybe that was 15 years ago they're a bit like oh what happened and then when they look back they're like oh yeah actually I kind of got in line with what I'm doing now yeah but yeah we were actually having this conversation the other morning about wrinkles and, and someone mm. said oh my friends are like asking me if I want to do Botox mm. like, oh. <laughs> which is totally cool yeah there's nothing wrong with doing the Botox thing but it's a recognition of mm. what's uh, underlying that urge mm. right mm. And if it's if it's coming from that sense of fear or that sense of insecurity or you know then that's not a powerful action per se so but there's also an underlying assumption there that wrinkles are bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to challenge that assumption, wrinkles just are wrinkles. There's nothing mm. inherently bad or unsexy mm. or unbeautiful about wrinkles. They just are. Except the narrative that we've got. Mm. <laughs> this narrative that we've got. That's, that's the thing that tells us that they're unsexy. And it's everywhere. And, and it's, it's, and it's are, so deep. It's so unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's the con- conditioning that we're working through, I think. And also the other thing, I think at this time, uh, this we've never been in this situation before as humanity. So we've never had such technology. We've never had the capacity to share our stories so far and wide. So uh, I'm premenopausal uh, looking at that, and I've never had a story about that. It's always been shut down. So we have this uh, potentiality to share and empower the women of the that are coming through 
with these new narratives. And I think it's a very powerful um, and also responsibility, you know, for us in this time. Mm -hmm. I'm Annalise, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did, uh, someone I was talking to on one of my podcasts, Karen, um, who is actually just across the field at the festival at the moment, um, and she offered that potentially it's biological um, that because we were talking and she said oh you know you go into the post office and whereas before there would have been some kind of energetic recognition that she was there as as she gets older it's almost like she doesn't exist I'm, I'm sorry Karina if I'm paraphrasing wrongly but even my mum says things mm. like that like now I just watch she says mm. have you anyone experienced yeah. I mean, that? I think there's also a natural phase of, of stepping back a little bit if you look at the yogic kind of I'm, I'm Swami Karma Karina but if you look at the yoga yoga way of aging there's the first 0 to 25 we call the um, education phase of life and then the 25 to 50 is householder where we're, where we're giving out and maybe having children or going through that cycle of being in society and then from 50 to 75 is forest dweller where we start to step back and be more in our own um, wisdom but but coming back to this idea of so much unconscious conditioning and showing up to this podcast it's just so beautiful and so aligned because I got here to this festival and for me it was like oh my god I'm so old here <laughs> everybody's so young look at all these young women and their their little bikinis and um, and I could really feel that kind of conflict inner conflict and and you know lots of work on myself over many many years and I shared that with one of my elders and Basumi who some of you might know and and she said oh my god when you walked up all I felt was power and presence Mm. and energy and here you are shining (laughs) and and yet that wasn't what I was feeling within myself and so it's that real unconscious deep patterning that we have to somehow unmantle to be able to stand in that power because it is power yeah so and I feel feeling that also at an internal level but it's so difficult when the body changes and um, for me I've gained weight and um, you know just don't don't feel at the physical level energetically I feel powerful but physically it's a shift and it's it's very difficult to kind of um, weave my way through it with the conditioning growing up in a ski town and all <laughs> yeah well you know for me so I'm Christine, and I'm I'm in a different phase of life to all of you. So, yeah, I'm this year becoming 60 years old. No, (laughs) older. No, and and I'm still getting used to that. Wow, I'm going to be 60 years old. You know, I can't quite grasp that I will be 60 because I'm very aware of what kind of ideas I must have about in my body and in my mind about well, what does 60 look like, feel like, act like, be like. And I feel like none of that. So I know that's my conditioned mind. I know Mm. that's the messages that have come from outside of me that I've absorbed. But what I find, you know, arriving here was just this huge sense of relief. It's like, wow, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff Mm. anymore that I used to be concerned about. 
you know, all those things about how I, you know, how young I looked or, you know, what, all, all of that. I just feel like I can be and wander and, and do whatever I feel like and choose and whether I'm seen or I'm not seen, well, it's all the same really. <laughs> it's like I just can enjoy what I'm choosing. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and I look at all these young, beautiful, beautiful beings, these young women, and I think about what did I look like and how did I criticise myself mm. when I had that skin? <laughs> you know, when I had that beautiful, beautiful skin, um, you know, and those smooth, smooth legs, how did I criticise myself about it not being good enough? Yeah. And I yeah. did. Mm. I did. And Absolutely. I look back at photos of myself and I think, wow, you were so gorgeously beautiful and you criticised yourself. So... Mm. You know, so I feel like I've got to this stage in my life and, um, yeah, just the um, freedom of just choosing me and not worrying about what the outside world is saying about that. Mm. And I you do know, feel like that arises. I, I can feel it feeling coming up in me. Of yeah. like, I don't really care what you think. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely an aspect. Yeah. As like I'm 51 now, so mm. almost 52, and mm. I, I can feel that energy rising. Mm. But somehow you do still have to move through. You have to crack it open mm. to yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and it wasn't like I ha I'm not saying it was like that the whole time mm. in that journey towards where I'm now of course I've been in that process of oh, wrinkles or oh, grey hair you know I've got completely nearly you know I'm nearly grey I used to have black hair and um, I've never dyed my hair but um, now I'm wow I just I love it own it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was 30 and I'd just come home from overseas and I was looking in the mirror and I saw wrinkles for the first time and I was looking at a photo of myself in my early 20s and I was like, oh my god, I look so young. Mm. But in that moment I had a recognition, I was like, I'm never going to look as young in the mirror again mm. as I do right now. Mm -hmm. And I realised mm. that if I was to be looking at myself in the mirror at 30 and worrying about my wrinkles, when I was 35 I'd be wishing I was 30. Mm -hmm. So it was a sense mm. of like... Oh, every time I look in the mirror is to really love and appreciate what I see because this too will be gone very mm, soon. Yes. I think that just really became a practice, mm. which now when I look in the mirror, any moment that the mind or the conditioning goes to, oh my God, more wrinkles, I go, no, this is as young as I will ever be. I'm so going <laughs> yeah. to enjoy what yeah. I look like now. Yep. Yeah. 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 Work it. Work it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And I think it's that challenge of looking at, starting to look after the body because I think, you know, early on in life, you know, there's this natural youth that carries us through so much. And then there comes a point where looking after our bodies differently has to be a priority mm -hmm. um, because our bodies can't take all of that anymore. And, yeah, so there's a big shift that has to happen in order to still feel good in my body now. And permission to give ourselves time and do things differently. Mm. I, for mm. me, a lot of it is my self-permission. Mm. Yeah, mm. And instead of uh, allowing expectations from outside to shape how we, yeah. what we do and how we feel, it's like that inner permission. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can rest. <laughs> I think also the the thing that I love about my body right now 
is the feedback. Mm. So for me, contrast in the body or information, which is what some people might call pain or discomfort, I call information, is a place um, that I can go to and get a bigger understanding of the roadmap of this being yes. and what its needs are in, in this now. Um, and I've never had so much feedback in my body. So I've just been living my 20s and my 30s, yeehaw, you know, literally yeehaw, stunts. I was stunt queen, I did everything. I've broken so many bones in my body, just threw it, threw it at life. Um, did lots of yoga, super flexible, and now I'm kind of so damaged, but it's so interesting. Mm. And I, it, I call this my university because, well, mm. I mean, that's what I do. I'm a somatic body mm. explorer, you know, and I go in and I find things. And every time I find something, I go, wow, I understand this mm. and I can share this understanding. So I can, I can, I know more about my hamstrings or the way that my body works or just this mechanics that I can take to other people because I've got this information and feedback that I've never had before. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And inner, it's, inner listening. Inner listening. And it's, mm. a, it's been, I love it. I love it. And every time that I manage to dissolve something in my body that's that's been, um, you know, I get a, a deeper level. And now I'm working with samskaras mm -hmm. and the energetic body. And I've got this capacity because the information has pulled me so deeply into my body. I can hear my thoughts, I can feel mm -hmm. the neurotransmitters firing, I can feel samskaras, and I can feel external vikalpas, thought patterns. Mm -hmm. So I can feel where my, where my thought patterns are in my energetic body. And I wouldn't have, I have, I'm getting there now because of, that's what I'm just saying, that because there's so much information, so much potential resource on the inside, I can mm. go there and mm. go deep. Anyone want to offer a quick definition of um, samskara? Mm. Uh, samskara is any undigested, or one definition, undigested emotion. So if you felt something at any point in your life that you didn't have the capacity to fully feel, it gets like locked away in the body and it, it, this is where triggers come from. Mm -hmm. So a big part of the work that I've done over the last few years is seeking out those samskaras and recognizing them for what they are and digesting them and then noticing that oh my god now my thought patterns have changed now my behavior has changed now these situations that used to trigger the out of me just don't anymore mm. um, and I say mm. that is such an enormous benefit to getting older is I've had the time and the space to dissolve the conditioning yeah. on that energetic and emotional level so I can be mm. what I am rather than be so scared all the time and moving from fear or insecurity or what will they think and mm. yeah. Sam so the is what some people refer to as the issues in the tissues mm. Mm. that's nice yeah, yeah. yeah and that's I've heard that before and I was like oh I know exactly what that is and it's so interesting because the, for me the yogic tradition and especially the classical tantra um, tradition is now now giving me names to all of these things that I found in my body. And I'm like, well, that's a real thing. I didn't just make that up. Nope, that's a real thing. It's called a samskara. Wow. And it's got the word scar in there. So it's, it's almost like, you know, another way of looking at it is that it's trauma. You know, anything that's undigested, which we haven't been able to deal with, has been stored away for the time then that we can tap into it and 
use it to nourish our being going forward and I think that's the way I like to think about it is you know it's all been tucked away in my body and my cells for you know however long and then something in life comes along and I feel it and that's the point to digest it as if it was maybe some kind of meal that I couldn't quite digest at the time but now I can digest it and then as I digest it the nourishment goes into my body and then out into my life Mm. and that's what allows me to heal and that's what I mean when I say looking after the body Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about going running (laughs) I'm not talking about doing more exercise Mm. I'm talking about tapping into the intelligence of the body Mm. you can also think of samskaras from a positive point of view so it's the conditioning and the seeds which it's I feel kind of what you just said how Mm. how it kind of starts to come out in a positive way and nourish Mm. you and support you and so when we nourish ourselves with with the right kind of environments with people that support us with conditioning that's positive that also can awaken and as we start to know ourselves more and we start to peel away the layers and uh, let go of those samskaras that that don't support us or or kind of derail us then we can actually feel into and tune into those the power power spots within ourselves and so also from the yogic point of view you can think of samskaras as positive negative or neutral Mm. I mean we have to give some language to it Um, but also there are those positive aspects that get to rise up as we begin to know ourselves more and that that certainly occurs as we get into these um, Mm. mid years Oh, I love that because I wondered, like, there's the classical tantra perspective and Mm. then the perspective from the yoga tradition that I've studied with you and then another, um, yeah, ah, so much wisdom. Yeah, that's right, because, sorry, yeah, just because, you know, those, um, those scars, if we think about a scar on the body, Mm. you know, those scars can sometimes tell amazing and wonderful stories that become empowering stories. Mm. And that's the way I like to think of also conditioning, that conditioning is not Mm. all bad. People Mm. can get get really attached to this idea that conditioning is somehow bad. But conditioning is just influence that comes from outside of us. And then the way it meets us has then got to do with our dance in life. Mm. And, you know, life is here to be lived and enjoyed. It's not here to be avoided and said, oh, that's going to condition me. So, oh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not that. Yeah, my my teacher, my guru in India, he speaks about like for the children that you know put yantras and mantras and these types of things around because it will imprint a positive samskara. So mm. it allows then that positivity to arise. Mm. So yeah. mm. one of the other things that we were talking about when we were planning what time we were going to get together to chat, mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the things we're talking about is is power and how with some like I see all of you that I'd still like obviously still in your power completely but there are people and sometimes I feel like that where there's a sense of getting older and not having permission to really fully be in the power do you remember what we're talking about Mm. in that respect I think a lot has to go has to do sometimes with where energy is going and how people are sourcing their power. So I know when I was a younger woman that I was often looking for validation f- 
from mm. men, for example. Mm-hmm. So I was seeking power through men. It was like a high, you know, trying to hijack it. Yeah. Whereas then once I'd done more practice, yay for practice, yay for practice, yay for practice, yay for practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yay all the time. Um, once I'd done more practice, etc., etc., then there was just a sense of starting to really feel power from within. And mm. for me, it came a lot through the dance floor. Like I partied a lot in my 20s on all kinds of substances and then found festivals in 2015 and was like still, con- I was so conditioned to let loose on the dance floor but without the substances now and that made me feel so powerful mm. surrendering to the music surrendering to the flow surrendering to energy to Sahaja to the goddess and just from doing that that gave me a source of power that was within mm. and then combine that with embodiment practice like yoga practice and then chanting practices and meditation practices all of these things brought me to that power within and you know, I suspect as women start to age, this may or may not be true, and they feel as if they're losing their looks, etc. They feel as if they're losing a source of power, mm-hmm. right? That's, I mean, sexuality is a currency. Looks <laughs> are a currency, and so if there's a sense of losing that. There's like, oh shit, I won't be powerful if I don't have that. I better do mm-hmm. what's needed. And all the advertising, of course, is trying to sell products, etc., that are going to like Botox or whatever. Um, and so the implication is if you do this you can retain your power yes but the underlying assumption is incorrect because power is not in the physical form it's mm. in the energetics and you access it from within through practice mm. and it's not external to us it's internal to us mm. and the more we practice the more we can tune in and really um, you know draw that up and then direct it and manifest and uh, move in the world in a more conscious way yeah yeah, and I mean, I think the journey towards that power also includes all those moments, and if I think about my own life, all those moments where I was faced with letting go of any idea that I could have power through how I specifically looked, you know, mm. you know that there was a time, of course, where I was trading on the way I looked and <laughs> how that was, you know, in the business world in particular. <laughs> it was a currency, definitely a currency. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I had a... I had a, you know, a, a quite a high-powered job in the in the corporate world, and looking good and dressing well and everything. That was kind of all part of the part of the game, if you like. And um, and then I remember this very confronting um, ferry ride I had. I don't know how old I would have been. I might have been mid forties, and I was on the ferry, and there was this ex-CEO who'd known me maybe 15 years ago and he introduced me to his wife and he said oh this is Christine she used to be really good looking (laughs) and I was like (laughs) (laughs) like my whole I just can remember this imploding feeling inside Mm. of me because at that point I was in my mid-40s I didn't feel like that that was gone you know Mm. but this was this um yeah I mean that was the CEO of that business that I used to work in and there we go the currency that was traded on and um Mm -hmm. and it was right in my face and I remember going home and looking in the mirror and Oh. I hope his wife told him off somewhere <laughs> after that. That's yeah, that that's to me right. feels like a deliberate disempowering mm. move. I mean, he might have done it unconsciously, mm-hmm. but that's just like... Oh, it was horrendous. Yeah. yeah. And his wife did say, she hit him actually, and she said, oh, don't be ridiculous, she still looks lovely, or something like that, you know, but... Um, this little kid mm. called me an old lady today, mm. yesterday, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah. 
Did you call me an old lady? <laughs> Come here, I'm gonna kick you in the pants. And I got my fist out and I started to shake my fist and I ran at him like an old lady and he scarpered. And then he came back and I looked at him and I said, I am not. Go away. <laughs> Maybe I am. I'm just a witch. <laughs> sort of mm. archetype to children I, and I've always considered myself actually an old lady when I'm in my witch you know because I do cackle at the children mm. and I do get a little bit dark and I do kind of rule with a little bit of fear and magic you've got an <laughs> other pencil and Gretel might just go yeah, in there yeah oh the dear and I threaten to eat them all the time I eat little children especially tasty ones like you come here um. <laughs> Yeah, well, these are the archetypes, aren't they? These are the archetypes that we are presented with. You know, we're either presented with the young, beautiful maiden goddess, Mm -hmm. you know, with the, you know, sexual power and the alluring, you know, being, and or you know, the the witch, (laughs) and you know, and there's actually not much in between. There's mother. mother. Well, 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 there's mother, but but people don't tend to Mm. kind of. Oh, they're just in the background. That's right. Mm -hmm. Bringing up the children. Mm. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's not true. In my women's gatherings, we talk about the when you get to be fifty and that in between, it's the queen stage. Mm. Oh yes, thank you. So so this is what I'm I'm owning. (laughs) Close. Actually, just mentioning the children. There's one thing I've. So I've got a thirteen-year-old daughter. Mm who's just come into her moon time. Now I'm not yet letting go of my moon time, but it's, you know, it's starting to change. Now, so freaking interesting. She's starting to construct her identity. Mm. And I am starting to deconstruct my identity. (laughs) And it's so fucking interesting. Wow. And now I say to her, be careful what clothes you put on because those are the clothes you're going to wear for your life and I said to her I'm taking off so much shit that I put on for so many of the wrong reasons it's like and I've even asking myself it's like do I actually like gardening or did I just do that because I thought that that was a good person do I like hip-hop or did I just like hip-hop because it made me feel cool masculine and safe and I'm really in this phase where I'm just taking off taking off the costumes and just yeah. going you know is, and this is another piece that I love is this serving my soul so there's some things that I'm choosing to keep like my humour my, my humour with a witch but it really actually serves my soul's purpose and of, of communication so it's a beautiful thing to be looking at both ends of that spectrum and, and you know reflecting to each other <laughs> Hi Willow. I love you. Shame. Yeah. And I think, you know, for it's for women who are at that stage of starting to look less at the their outer appearance and move into the inner world, it's about finding that inner that inner set of personal instructions that are your own nature, you know, and you know, this is from a human design perspective, your own imprint which is aligned with nature. And that's what I learnt to move from, my natural imprint. And that's then what's allowed my body to kind of relax and feel better than it did 
you know, when I was in my early 40s. So there's so hope. Important, there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's hope. It feels Yay. so important. It feels so important what you're saying. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a there's a way. There is a way. There's a way f- mm. that's that's my way, mm. and I'm designed that way. That's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's your personal instructions. Mm. So, and so this is, I think, part of what the conditioning is, because the conditioning is, oh well, there's an image that you need to somehow force yourself into, yeah. and if you don't quite mm. fit that image, or if it's not natural, then you know there's all this effort that has to go on to push yourself into this image, and yet. You know, really what you are designed for and what is perfect for you and what is going to make you glow and be powerful and relax inside your body is really specific to you. It's not. It's not out there in the advertising of, you know, how we should all be. I was saying to someone the other day that around, I mean, a lot of us in this community and, and here at the festival and, and anything really, I remember a couple of years ago in astrology class, made the observation so really we're all here in the whole self-development industry we're really all here to realize that we're actually okay as we are mm-hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> you got it yeah yeah Not broken. yeah Don't but we all do get to come together and mm. remind ourselves mm. that we're not broken and there's that relaxation as you walk in and go oh, i can just be who i am And that's why I love these festivals. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I, I've been feeling a little bit of pressure to be... My friends laugh at me because they're like, oh, are you in bed? Are you in bed? Because you know, <laughs> I go to bed, like, I quite like to go to bed early. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I don't... I actually really... Part of me wants to be... Well, I think it's because I want to get jiggy with it. You know, like, I want to, I wanna, like... You know, get a pro- like you propositioned on the dance floor like you did last night. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I quite like that. But there's nobody out at 6 a.m. <laughs> when I'm doing my shit going to proposition me going, hey, that's a, that's a really nice mantra you've got going on there, <laughs> older lady. Um, so there is this kind of pull that I, I, you know, but, but what you said was like, you know, th- this is me. I am up at 6 and I am doing my shit and I fucking love it and 9.30, 10 o'clock I'm starting to work mm, and yeah. it's like, can that be okay? Mm, yeah, that, mm. that actually, it All can right. be okay. Right. Yeah. Just not getting any action. <laughs> yeah, but the mind, the, mind thinks, the mind thinks that that's how you're going to miss out on action. But the yeah. truth is that if that, if your imprint, if your personal instructions are telling you that at six o'clock in the morning that's what you need to be doing, mm. there might be one being yeah. who mm. also Chanting mantras. is going to be walking past at six a.m. and it's that being. You know, I've never mm-hmm. heard the Ganesh mantra sung so sweetly. <laughs> <laughs> so dulcet tone, old woman. Come over to my tent. <laughs> oh, not now. I must chant. <sighs> you, you, you might meet that person in the afternoon on a beanbag at a festival. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, people. That's gold, mate. Yeah, look, people make these decisions from the mind that they have to get things in certain ways, and the mm. only way to do it is to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. Yeah. But actually, what I've found in my life is when I do the things that are aligned with my own movement and dance in the world of my energy and how my body feels and my own personal instructions 
amazing things happen. Yeah. Things yeah. I could never have organised for myself. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a big kind of like I've just taken off a big backpack. You know, my festival backpacks just come off. It's like, oh yeah, okay. You know, and, and thank you. I, I, I went to sleep at 8.30 last night. I, <laughs> I, just, I went to sleep at 8.30 on Friday night, yeah, and I yeah. went to sleep at 10.30 last night, so yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the same kind of conflict. I was I was standing in the, you know, and it was a great band playing, and I really wanted to be there, but I was cold, I was tired, yeah. I danced a lot during the day, and I was like, do I push myself? No. Nah. Nah. And, and I did, and I just went and cuddled myself and it was beautiful. I remember the first five years of coming, it's been 15 years for me on the Conscious Festival circuit, I remember the first five years getting on my festival boots, which I still wear, um, <laughs> and getting out there and it was like I had to make an appearance and see people and say hi and have them remember me mm. and I would do that and then I'd kind of crawl to bed at half past midnight which is still not very late um, but I've always been a bit of a nana <laughs> like that and then I'm like you know what? I can't be bothered. It's just making me tired. Mm. It's just making me tired. So yeah, I just, I just do nothing. I think that's it. We know ourselves more, and so then we, we kind of honour that, isn't I it? I have to put in another perspective on this. <laughs> I went to bed last night at about two thirty-three, yeah. and I didn't really sleep much, you know, because I was so activated and alive. Yeah. And the night before it was two thirty-three. Same, same. Um, I night absolutely owl. love to dance, and I'm a natural night owl. Like I partied yeah. my ass off. In my yeah. 20s and I would stay up. I'd have a half an hour sleep, I'd go work an eight hour shift at the uh, Apre ski bar, hucking <laughs> huge trays right above my head all day long and then I would go and dance a set at the nightclub that I worked mm-hmm. at and then I'd go out and party again. Yeah. Like it was just... Were you hucking them? Hucking, you know like... That's what you call Is that an well, expression? No, from no like... There? It must be a Canadian expression to huck something. Well, I didn't work in hospital, so I don't know. I don't think it's hospital related. (laughs) Um, But what I found, like, so yesterday, I was so freaking tired already. But it was one more night of dancing in community. And so much magic happens. And I have become really wise at knowing how to um, hydrate myself Mm. and knowing what snacks to have in my pocket. (laughs) So I have dates that are quite moist. And then I have raspberry-coated chocolate um, almonds. Yeah. And knowing when to have the chai. And just being really like treating the body like a, this temple so that I can sustain it. So mm. I can dance. I danced for probably six or seven hours last mm. night. And I was, you know, the, the body was definitely freaking tired and sore, but the energy yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to move. And so I could just allow the body to do it. And because I love it so much, my intention is, I'm 46 now, is that I'm going to keep moving this much and keep channeling the energy this much so that I can still be on that dance floor at 2 in the morning, possibly when I'm 60, yeah. you know, and just racking it up because that's my natural nature. Mm. That's your nature. Yeah. This is the thing. And yeah. it's knowing what your nature is. It's yes. not that there's going to bed early is right or staying up late is right. Mm. It's that you honour your nature and your body, you know, mm. and that's what you're doing as you're honouring that. And that's what will give you... A body that you feel comfortable in when you're 60. Mm. Yes. You know, it'll be conditioned by all the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> all those beautiful you know, samskaras. <laughs> I love dancing. You know, the night before mm. that, I was up probably till 11 dancing. But you know, I just don't have rules for myself. Mm. I just mm. have. Well, what does my body need right now? Mm. Yes. That's yeah. the, that's it. Mm. What does my body I, need now? Preferences. I I like dancing in mm. the morning. Like in yeah, the late like morning. showing off as well, so I quite like a lot of space <laughs> around me. And people can see you in light. Yeah, people can see me, see my <laughs> go-past moves, and you know, 
think that we just need to dance together more. Yeah. I, I go to the very back. Outside, <laughs> yeah, you guys have to meet the in the middle. Yes, me too. Yeah, me <laughs> because too. Because then there's space. space. <laughs> I had a good dance with you. That was probably the best dance I had. Yeah, at the back of the main stage on the where, where there's a floor that doesn't. It's not pitted. You you know that when you put your foot down, you're not gonna like roll over. <laughs> Taking care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what an honour to um, to hear these kind of. Well, I think we've got like a decade, 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 maybe. Not quite. Mm. Not but quite, but sort of, you know, so the, the 30s to the 60s. Mm. It's really lovely to I see. I love you, Anne Lace. Lovely to see how. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on my 30s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how conditioned I am. No, it's just you implied that. So. <laughs> People say that to me all the time. It's something you said yeah. like last week on Facebook. You you, you put it, did a live video and I like quoted some of you back in a comment and you're like, did I say that? Yeah, I say that. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, just honouring like how much richness there is just mm. in mm. in that 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 phase and how much we can learn from each other. Like mm. you know, there's not yeah. like wow, wow, what an honour. I often see. Well, occasionally, often. I don't know. I was on a retreat. It was a, a Five Rhythms retreat. And I remember seeing some uh, some ladies. And one was having a conversation with someone about Botox. And then there was another lady who wasn't having that conversation at all. And she had the most beautiful wrinkled skin. And she had the most beautiful energy. And I thought, I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> that's key. I reckon that's absolutely mm. freaking critical is to find mm. the older women who radiate like yeah. goddesses and to mm. go, that's where I'm going. Mm. Mm. If they are doing it, I can do it. I often think that about Christine, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. It, it is. It's a real thing because then you've got a model. Mm. And it, mm. it's not in the advertising world or the marketing world or the social media world or the filters world or the bold talk. Just like find those women find them at festivals mm, there are wise women too yeah and, you know can be mentored and we i think we all need that whatever language you want to use for that 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 mm. guidance of somebody who's walked the path so mm. and it's important yeah. to have friends of all ages absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember my 30s i went to an anthroposophical um conference the anthroposophy is the steiner um mm-hmm. religion and all of these women just like these, these older women, they all had grey hair down to their bums and they were all wearing silk and they all just were upright in their nature and their bodies and they flowed everywhere and I was just like, wow. And they could all recite poetry. They were just, I was just like, wow. And I was quite a grimy kid, you know, like I was quite a grimy teenager, quite rough and boy-like and I just thought, <laughs> oh yeah, same as you, Sarah, when I grow up, I want to mm. be like you. Mm. and on our growing up Mm. mission as we grow up and into the world and shed the skins so too we will come back into the outside world later not that I want to remind you of that Mm -hmm. Um, and by the time this goes live it'll be interesting to um, see how you're all doing in the in the time in between. You can hear everyone's waking up in the background along the way, people packing up. 
I love the stage More the music. festival. Mm. Just wandering around and everyone's quite rinsed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Agendas are fulfilled or not. Yeah, and there's co- there's more cohesion energetically because people have danced together and they've sung yeah. together and they've practiced together and they've done and all these things. Stared together. into each other's eyes in workshops. Yeah. Not that that's every workshop at all, but it's yeah. definitely a couple. <laughs> yeah. And it's just such a beautiful time to wander through and just let, uh, for me, I just let life take me yes. and see where I end up. It becomes like a bit of a game. Mm. And following that kind of inner direction. Mm-hmm. And I, I practice that at festivals. Just mm-hmm. where's my body arising? What's arising mm. to change my direction? Where to go right I do now? That too. And I even like follow colours. I'll follow oh. colours, I'll follow beats, I'll, I'll mm. follow faces that look interesting. So I literally will remove my orientation to, to what. What's what what interests me? It's quite interesting. Ooh. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, Oh, you're here. Wow, you know. This morning I followed the Hare Krishna the, the, the one that you interviewed on your Sita Pati Das. Sita Pati Das with his accordion. I love the accordion, so I was like, Oh so I stuck my gum boots on and started walking with them and kind of felt for everyone still trying to sleep in the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you ladies so much mm. for coming and chatting. Send it out into the world to whoever listens. It's so incredible Mm. to meet some new and wonderful, inspiring Shaktis. Yes, it's beautiful to meet all of you because I've heard some of you on the podcast. So I'll listen with interest again. Yes. (laughs) And keep your ears open for when we do one with Annalise too. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that'll be fun. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for what you're doing. It's giving a voice to, you know, quite an underrepresentative. Underrepresented. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the festival. Underrepresented. Oh God, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for giving us a voice. Oh, you're very welcome. Caralia is also to thank for that. Yes. yes. Thank you, Caralia. Thank you. Just felt important because I was like, man, all these women. There's so mm. much power that could mm. be accessed, and when women come into power, yeah. women, women were the ones that lead. They always were. Mm. Yes. Well, they still really do. But a lot of society kind of somewhat pretends that maybe we're not. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> anyway, times change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time to stand up. Kia ora. Unraveling Midlife is brought to you from Aotearoa, New Zealand by www.sarahmarlowspence.com Theme music is by Sarah Marlow Spence and Saraswati Marie Willis and art by Samantha Hepburn.